listening to the real WTH library. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, finally, of the real WTH library. We do that every time. Yeah. Man, you just got down into it. I like it. You're just like ready to go. Oof. <clears throat> Kicked a trash we, can. We took a few weeks off. Um, but we you did. don't you don't know this in uh podcast no. land. Dude, we're almost done with this, dude. Look at yeah, look at where I'm at right now. Can you can you see yeah, that? We're getting there, yeah. dude. That's it's close. So this is this is uh uh chapters 31 through 34. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I missed the the last like two pages of 34. I haven't read that yet, but um I, I kind of ha- have an idea. I glanced over it real okay. quick before we did this. I gotta I gotta go back in my notes. I think you'll be fine. Um probably. These are some pretty important um dude. I had chapters. a lot of notes for chapter 32, two pages on here. I, I don't did, do that. I did cliff notes. I'm on one page. Um what are we doing? 31 through 34, right? Yes, sir. Okay, let's let's look back at 30 real quick. Oh, I, I didn't have that much notes for 30, but I think you had more than me. Let me see if I have some. Uh, let's that. see. Oh, it says Angie and Randy found out about Susan. Oh, that was when when Susan, man, it's been a long time. Uh they they went and saw Susan at her house, and after right. they left, Mateo came in and uh made it look like she hung herself. Um and that was when Randy knew like, Hey, this wasn't suicide. We just saw her. Um, she was grieving. She wouldn't have killed herself basically. So they ditched everything and went to a cabin out in the middle of nowhere, which reminded me of like the, I was picturing like from shooter or like that movie oh, yeah. uh, with Nicholas cage where it just uh, remote drive like, angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> did you really just quote that? Did you just reference that movie? Wow. Willie's wonderland. <laughs> hey, you know, he, there were really good reviews for that movie. And it's funny. Cause he says like three words and I heard he says nothing, but. Uh, he know. talks a little bit. It, it's <laughs> not that much. It's all at the end. But, but they could totally make this a movie. I think it, I think this would be a great dude, movie. If they oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Most of the budget would be when they're in the VR world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, have you have you thought about that uh, Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guy? Have I thought about it yet? Uh, in this Like watching it? I want to go see it. Uh, me too. I don't know if it's, that's it, it. It's not on early access. It's only in theaters right now. I mean, I, I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, I don't think the movie is based on like a VR type thing. I think he's literally it's like it's like a uh, it is VR. It's VR. Yeah, he's in a VR world. I thought he was literally it's like the video game and they're just the whole movie's like it's like a Wreck-It Ralph type thing. It's like based in a video game. Oh, maybe that's how it is. But it, yeah. from what I saw, it made it look like it was just. He was in a VR world and he finds out through somebody. I've yet to find one Ryan Reynolds movie that I don't like. So yeah, I do yeah. want to go see it. Maybe, it's going to be good. Maybe I'll go see it this weekend with Steph. Should warm up with R.I.P.D. Oh, I actually really like that movie, dude. <laughs> that movie too. was so good. <laughs> Me too. And it shouldn't have been that good. No. Uh, it, oh, you know, you know what? Uh, maybe. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. I watched a new show this week and it is blown my mind what people think of like where people's minds. Have you watched brand new cherry flavor on Netflix? 
No, it sounds like it should be on Cinemax. Yeah, it, it it's a weird movie. Totally weird. You get you you. It's so weird. Like I I feel like you'd be into it. It's like sci-fi slash horror, but not. I don't know. It it's it, that's a weird show. I watched it and I'm up to like episode six and yeah. You need to watch it. I think. What's it called? Cherry flavored? What? Brand new cherry flavor. Okay. And what's it on? It's on Netflix. All right. I'll yeah. see if I can find it. Yeah. Um, but let's get into this book. The book that we're talking about, of course, through the intro that you just heard that I didn't. Um, we're on Play Dead still with Ted Decker. And like Tommy said, we're going through chapter 31 to 34. And 31 starts out... Um, with Mateo, um, he found the phone that Randy dropped at the cabin when they were running after Mateo basically blew up the entire cabin. Um, he needs to find Randy and Angie before the authorities do because uh, he needs to get rid of them. Basically, he doesn't want the authorities to to know that they were even there. Um. And Randy and Angie end up, uh, I forget what it was, like some type of uh, garage or something like that where they ran to. Is that right? Uh, it was like a, yeah, but they kept saying it was like an overgrown garage that was kind of like hidden or something like that. Yeah. And there's like a trap door and he opens it up and, oh, there's a car there, a Jeep. Yeah. A Jeep Wagoneer. Yeah, sure. $104,000 car. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they take that and they escape to a cave. And, um, when they get to the cave, Angie and Randy keep going back and forth about calling Mateo on the phone that Randy left. So Randy left it there for a reason. Yeah. They said he left it there on purpose. Yeah. Make contact. Yeah. Um, and it brings up, I think, I think it's Mateo that brings up that Angie again is the unveiled one. I just, I just put a star there. It said unveiled one. So um, that's a, that's an overarching theme throughout this book. Yeah. Now. Um, And uh, in the end of the chapter, Angie ends up telling Randy that she needs to go back to red protocol. Yeah. Did you have anything else on that chapter? When they're in the cave, there was like a lot of downtime because they're basically waiting at this yeah. moment. Yeah. And uh, Randy and Angie start sharing their feelings about loss because remember at the very beginning, Randy lost his. Uh, well, not at the beginning, but it, yeah, it talks about. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, Angie's talking about her loss. So they kind of like start sharing their feelings on on, on his loss. Um, so it's kind of just like a, a down moment in, in the story where it's. Uh, it kind of crescendoed up to something exciting. Now it's like kind of the calm before the storm, if you will. Yeah. Um, then we get into chapter 32, which is loaded with stuff. Um, I got written down. Angie and Randy are out staring at the stars talking about how crazy their plan is. Cause they have, they have now started to um, make a plan about trying to, uh, figure out who Mateo is basically get rid of him. Cause they figured out that he's probably the person who's been killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they're going to try and lure Mateo into a trap and get all the cops to come where they are by using three different cell phones, which, you know, this is a good plan. If you think about it, like, uh, in, in this day, I mean, I'm sure you could do it right now, but, uh, he's talking about how, um, if they call Mateo, he's going to be the type of person that can backtrace phones and get into a phone and figure out who the contacts are in that phone that's calling him and then trace those numbers and stuff like that. So they're betting on that in this, this trap that they're trying to lure him into. Mm-hmm. Um, I did write down uh, Angie's truism. Did you, did you notice that? Mm-mm. Okay. So her truism, she, she says, do you want to hear my truism when she's talking with Randy? And it is what happened to you couldn't have happened any other way. She's saying that to Randy. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, it, 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 you think about it. That's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, a truism, if you will. Um, then Randy ends up, so they have the plan in place. Randy ends up going back to the cabin. He goes and plants some fake explosives at the gate um, or in the driveway that leads up to the cabin. He calls Mateo and hopes that Mateo is hacking his phone because in his phone, the only other contact he has is the third phone. So he's hoping Mateo realizes that and says, oh, that's where Angie is. He must have left her where that phone is. Um, and then Randy plays a little game with Mateo. Uh, he tells him that he knows about his employers and his life is in danger. Um, he says he knows about Jamie and Angie being special and tells him to meet at seven o'clock at the cabin. He leaves the phone on in the seat of his truck, which is at the cabin. And he walks north back to the cave that Angie and Randy are hiding in. And that that uh, that truck that they left the phone in, it had like these privacy windows. Oh, yeah. You could you could like adjust the tint on it. And it kind of reminded me of those. Um, have you been to like a, a mall lately and they have those dressing like rooms? Daybreakers. What? Is that what it's like? I, I don't know. I haven't seen Daybreakers. The one with Sam Neill where he's a vampire and stuff. I mean, I've seen it, but it's been a long time. Yeah, they got the the vampires drive around in a car where they they completely black out the windows and drive by camera. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, so they could drive during the day. Well, uh, these these uh, doors at these uh, what do you call it dressing rooms? They're clear. They're they're like windows, and then right when you open it, it's clear. But right when you shut it, the whole thing frosts. Well, that's weird. Yeah, they have it at the one of the stores in the mall at the Galleria in Roseville. <clears throat> that's like witchcraft. Yeah, um, but you said um, they're, when they were looking at the stars and stuff, they, they were kind of, uh, they kind of the way that it sounded, the way they were talking, it almost seemed like they were starting to gain feelings for each other a little bit. Yeah, it did. Um, and, but it's very important to them, though, that uh, they want to take him alive because he's really the only thing that they have that can go against answer questions answer questions because they they that uh that memory card is gone this that's the only thing that can yeah prove he's got Jamie. it somewhere 
it's really the only thing that could prove Jamie innocent. So yeah. they're really wanting to take him alive if they can. Um, Mateo decides to uh, play along with Randy. You can, you can tell that Mateo knows that Randy's trying to trick him into something. And I think Randy is counting on that. Um, so Randy returns to the cave and he turns on the other phone, gives it enough time for Mateo to track that phone and see where it's at. Um, oh yeah. I wrote that down too. Says they have to take him alive. Um, and then we get into chapter 33, unless you have something else. That's all I got for that one. Okay. So chapter 33 starts out with Mateo and he is now tracked where that third phone turned on at. He sees the cave and he sees a rifle sticking like hidden, but sticking out of where the cave's at. Um, he sneaks up um, and uh, decides to come in from above. So he goes all the way around, comes in from above the cave and he like, it, it's I'm making it not as interesting as it, as it is, but he like, he sneaks up on him, gets close, ends up knocking a rock down. So he's like, Oh no, I blew my cover. So he jumps down real quick and just starts unloading into the cave, just shooting, um, blows apart the, the sniper rifle that's sticking out. And um, he ends up realizing there's nobody in the cave. Uh, so Randy jumps out and says, you know, drop the weapon. So they end up talking back and forth quite a bit. Um, Mateo says some stuff that's like his, his way, you know, like he, he talked with Susan, he told her some truths, but then he, he kind of omitted things, you know, he did admit to all the killings though. He did admit to all. He did. Yeah. Uh, except for dairy. He didn't admit to that one. Yeah. He, 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 because he wanted to still have some trust from Angie. Right. Um, and, uh, something happens. Randy doesn't realize that Mateo has a gun in his waistband behind him. So he pulls the gun and Randy says it's faster than he thought anyone could move. Shoots Randy, um, twice. And then, um, has Randy basically dead to rights is about to pull the trigger on him and all of a sudden boom this is what i was talking about in our, our regular show where it goes from like this is a main guy to what just happened yeah mateo's head gets basically blown off and angie had picked up randy's gun that he had dropped and shot mateo in the head killed him I love the way that Ted Decker wrote this part. Uh, yeah. I had to, I had to um, highlight it. It says the smile had just begun to form on Mateo Steger's lips when the right side of his head disintegrated, taking one eye with it. At first, Randy thought the explosion that ripped through the air came from that head blowing up. But of course that wasn't the case. The case was Angie. She was standing 10 feet to his left gun raised. She shot Mateo through the head. Mateo Steger, head half gone, teetered on his feet for a full second, already dead to this world, then collapsed into a pile, limp and lifeless. I'm I like, we, we, the, the, we, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this movie, but it's a movie called The Hunt. This is what we were talking about in the other show and how there's a bunch of like big time actors in the movie. And all of a sudden, like towards the beginning of the movie, there's heads explode. You're like, I guess they're not in this movie for very long. 
Yeah. And and when I was watching that movie last night, I, I thought of this scene as like, dude, you don't <laughs> even you don't even meet the main person in that movie till like thirty five minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see her at the beginning. You see her. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing the whole compass thing with the with the with the the, the, the leaf and the yeah paperclip or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was just like that is awesome. And at this point, um, after they kill um, Mateo, um, Angie's like, I need to get to Convergence. Um, and then um, Randy needs to get to Renee Dalton. So basically, they have to split up. Yeah. One goes north, one goes south. Which I don't think Randy was really too fond of doing. No. No. But it's kind of they had to because Randy needs to get back to Renee Dalton because it's it's hit the fan and things are about to yeah. go down. And, and they talk about it and somehow they they end up saying like Randy's the only one who's broken the law here somehow. Right. Which I I, I mean, it's been a while since I've, I've read this book, but I can't remember how he broke the law. But Angie ha- hasn't somehow. Did they, did they say that Randy killed Susan or something? No, I, I think it's because. um randy um it's almost like in a way i think they're trying to say it's it's in a way quote-unquote kidnapping which it's not oh i see but he's he is a police officer and they're trying to get a hold of him and he's kind of all these things are happening around him yeah and then they did put a apb out after him yeah uh doesn't necessarily mean you know he's done anything bad it's just like we're needing to get a hold of him but they also have the district attorney and everybody who are like oh he's siding with these people he's gotten in too deep it's it's basically like he's interfering with an investigation i guess you would say okay Um, i think that's why they're wanting him to come in is because of that yeah so that brings us into chapter 34 which i did not write notes on because i was reading it as we we started the podcast um, but I got through the whole part with Angie and then into some of it with Randy, but it, it starts with Angie, like going back and forth in her head, basically thinking about Randy where, what he's going to be doing. Angie is now driving to convergence to try and get back into the red protocol. She thinks Jake Barnes is going to accept her and uh, not basically rat her out. So she drives up to the security gate. She sees a guard there. The guard looks at her like, oh, this is the person that's been on the news for the last like three days. And I'm seeing her right here. And he starts to call, I'm assuming the cops. And she goes, only talk to Jake Barnes. Tell him that I'm here and that I need to meet with him. And she says something like, you know what he's going to do to you if you if you don't do what i'm saying right now and so he reconsiders um he goes back calls jake barnes goes up apologizes to angie and says hey here's the directions on how to get to where he's at and she takes off before he can finish them she goes up uh to an area of convergence um gets escorted by a secretary type person who acts like nothing's wrong was that, which is a little was, weird was that brit what the secretary maybe because i put in here a question mark brit it's the first time i heard that name and i'm like who's brit it, that that might have been the secretary but okay. it, i i feel it's just a small my, character 
when I heard about this, this person and how she was acting, like asking Angie, how her day's been, you know, like making small talk, like nothing out of the ordinary is going on. It made me think like, if this is virtual reality, this might be like an AI person, you know, mm-hmm. like there to fill a space to get yeah. you from point A to point B, um, which was kind of weird, but she ends up going up seeing Jake Barnes. Barnes is his old feeble self. They portray him as that, like resting with one hand on the desk, looking out at his empire. Um, she talks to Jake and says, Hey, I need to go back into red protocol. He's acts like he's all concerned about her. Just still not sure on Jake Barnes. You you've heard the story before you've read it, whatever. I'm still like on the fence about him. Like he seems like he's okay, but maybe not like he could be the mastermind behind this whole thing, but I'm, I'm not sure yet. Still it's Decker. So he could be trying to make you think that way and then and then flip it right at the end like maybe jake barnes is the good guy you know right um but for me right now it could go either way uh and then um she talks to him a lot um ends up talking about the i forget what they call it but epigenetics or something like that i can't remember how how jake barnes is only 59 years old but he looks like he's 90 yeah. from going into the red protocol so much it's changed his mind and changed his genetics to make him think he's how old he is now in in uh that he was in virtual reality so he is aging way faster than he should be um and she kind of plays towards that a little bit saying hey if i go in here and i fix my brain I could figure out what's wrong with you and fix you too. Cause he's only, he mentions he only has two years to live at, at the rate he's going aging. Right. Um, so he ends up agreeing to let her go in again. Um, they talk about the white room a little bit, how Jake Barnes says a, that the white room is an area where we put people when we're, uh, basically generating, uh, uh, the virtual reality. Like it, it starts there. And then like, like the last time Angie was in, they had to reset everything. So they reset. She went back and he's like trying to legitimize why she was in the white room says, Oh, everybody sees that. It's kind of like a, like a lobby loadout. If you're playing a video game, it's a waiting period while something else is loading. But she's not convinced on that. She says, I don't, I don't think that's right. I think that is my psyche. And that's where my mind is. And that's where I can fix my brain. Cause she's thinking she's going crazy. At least that's what she's selling. Yeah. And then it, it, it goes from that after he agrees to let her go back in and he says, I'm going to do the process myself. Um, it switches over to Randy and Randy is now in, I'm assuming the police station that's talking yeah, with, with, Renee. uh, what Renee, um, that's about as far as I got um, in my reading. So yeah, I think he's. I think over here. I think he's explaining. I mean, that's all I got too on that. Um, oh, okay. I think he's. Yeah, he, yeah, there was only like two more pages left. Um, yeah, I think he. Let me see if there's anything that. Yeah, there was literally two more pages left. So I think she was just. He, he was just explaining to her about. Basically, um, he explained to her Mateo that you know everything that happened with Mateo. Um, and he was trying to say that uh, there was video of 
uh, Jamie at Susan's house, um, but it, it got lost or, or got stolen. He's basically literally explaining everything. Um, and he also mentioned that um, Andrew Olson is in on it, the DA. And she's just like, I don't believe you. This is crazy. Um, and he's trying to convince her, like, we need to go after this and like, you know, no pun intended, dive deeper into this aspect of it because something's going on. And she's just like kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, dude, what do I do? Like, do I continue to do this or do I just go with my gut and like stick with like, what is it? The letter of the law, whatever. And like side with whoever, like, like, like the DA, cause you know, that's who you're supposed to side with. But um, I think she's basically going to uh take him up and and start investing follow his leads that he's giving her about the situation because it i think he's sort of kind of convinced her that there's something bigger at play here yeah and she they have they have found mateo's body but she says he came up like not existing basically yeah like a um like he was created or like uh like in stranger things you're like, there's no mom and dad. You're just born yeah. in like a, an institution. And he asks if, because she says he's all clean. And uh, he says clean as in no corroborating evidence or clean, clean. And she says, I mean, clean as in no data. Which is weird. Yeah. Like this guy is nobody. But it kind of made like during that, it kind of makes me think a little bit about you know, Angie, how she says she goes into these deep dives and she's uh, says there's a connection with her and Jamie. It makes me wonder if like, cause Jamie, we know is adopted, right? It makes me wonder if um, Angie, Jamie, and even Mateo were all part of the same institution at one point, you know, like bringing it back to stranger things, you know, you have, you know, like the area where they create everybody. And then like, they kind of escaped or they went out on their own and they're, they're slowly remembering things like the white room and everything, which would be her whiteouts, you know, because you see a white room. Um, Randy, Randy tells her at the end, uh, just leave me here for the whole day by myself. You can handcuff me to the table if you want, but don't let anyone come in. Just leave me here by myself. And he's he's basically waiting for Angie to discover something and bring out some evidence to support his story. And um, she asks him why. And uh, oh, he says, uh, I have to stay here. She says, why? And he says, because someone wants me dead and I'm not ready to die yet. Yeah. And because he, he doesn't know if it's if it's if Mateo was the only one. Yeah, he, he knows that he was at least one of people that are trying to get him, but he doesn't know if um, there's other quote unquote Mateos out after him, if it's a bigger part of a bigger situation. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, we're we're almost done with this thing. I think we have maybe like, you know, one or two more episodes left Then we're done with this. Yeah. Book. There's what, like 40 chapters, something like that. Yeah. If there's 40, we'll probably just end up just busting it out in one. And then you guys will hear it all at once. Yeah. Which by the time you hear this, you'll be like, we know we've already listened to the first like eight, nine episodes. Yeah. (laughs) 
So cool, man. And you'll um, see the sweet new logo we have for the real WGH library. Actually, it should be like the real WTH library. Tommy says, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's going to sound embarrassing. When I listen to on playback. <laughs> Anyways. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Um, thanks. Can't wait to get this out to everybody. You know, for an outro for this, we should just find a bunch of people saying, shh. <laughs> shh. Tommy says, shut up. And yeah. And then at the end, just do the Tommy says, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it should just be very random. Be like, shh. shh, shh. 69, throw, throw dudes. Bro. <laughs> yeah. why, why is that on there? So, Whoa. All and right, then, dude. And then, yeah, do that. And then at the end, put Tommy says, shut up. Well, all the shushes. All the shushes, then do the sixty-nine bros, and then say shut up. I'll find, I'll find, I'll find like a bunch of people going like shh or quiet, be shh, Hush. quiet down, pipe down from different like like I did the other one. Yeah, and yeah. then um, at the very very end, it'll be like, Tommy says shut up or whatever. I'll I'll, I'll that, do something like that. Good. It'll only start on this episode though because I've already finished all the other ones. They're already in the throw. Those are ones already on the uh, Google Drive. Oh man. You know, those are already edited and ready to go. Cool, Mang. Okay. Talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon, Google Play, pretty much wherever you can listen to podcasts. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also call and text us at 916 259 3030. Or by email at therealwthshow at gmail.com. And make sure you listen to our normal show, The Real WTH Show, which could be found anywhere you can listen to the podcast. Thanks, everybody.